Hello, coders. Good afternoon. Good evening. In fact, it is episode 98 of the How to Code Well podcast. 98. Wow. We're clocking up the numbers, aren't we? Season uh, season four, episode 98. We're talking about the Apple Spring event, uh, which happened a few days ago. In fact, it happened on my birthday, and um, we're talking about it in the context of web developers. So... All the things I was looking out for as a web developer, um, all the things that just kind of I brushed past. It was like, oh, meh. I didn't actually see the event on the day in which it happened because obviously it was my birthday. So I watched it the, the previous evening, the, the, the other evening, the evening afterwards um, on a sort of a catch up thing. Very polished, as you would expect from Apple. There's some really interesting pieces of new kit they're throwing around. And also there is some, dare I say, pointless stuff in my regard to to uh, the Apple ecosystem, things that I just won't bother uh, looking at, thinking of. So uh, we'll, um, we'll talk about those as well. Thank you very much for joining Heated Pillow. Thank you. As always, I am drinking a beer. Well, I say, say it as always. So cheers. <laughs> cheers, everyone. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a, um, a long show compared to the other ones just because, like, I'm, I've got a very busy day tomorrow. Plus, I'm planning on doing a run with Murphy in the morning. Uh, so I'm only having the one. <laughs> um, and I do intend on having a bit of an early night. So I'll keep this nice and short, I think. So let's talk about the uh, the, the various things. Let's just run down all the things that uh, were announced. I mean, you've probably seen all this before, but the Magic Mouse, right, has been released, the new one. <laughs> uh, the iMac has an M1 chip in it. Um, the iMac, the 21-inch the version of the iMac, um, has been upgraded. So it's kind of a refresh. So it's a 21 to 24 inch. The iPad Pro has the new M1 chip in as well. That's uh, interesting. Then we've got the AirTags and the iPhone 12 had a, a purple case, um, sort of a, a look to it. They say purple, I say lilac. I think that's more of a lilac-y look. Uh, and then Apple for, for uh, KTV. Uh, and then there were... <laughs> was some podcast, loose podcast updates, which I will be talking about. <laughs> so in terms of a web developer, in terms of a software developer, in terms of someone who is looking for a piece of kit that is going to last for, let's be real here, more than two years, it if I was to put down a money on a desktop, it needs to last me for more than two years, I think. I know that everyone does a, or lots of people do a refresh of their hardware every two years. But to be fair, I have a laptop, I have a desktop. Those things I'm going to have to refresh sort of every three or four years. So I am looking for future proofing. That is that is what I look for whenever I purchase any hardware as a web developer. So not only what is the hardware that I need to build my websites and web systems and web apps and all of that jazz uh, today, but what do I anticipate I will be needing in two, three, maybe even four years time. So let's, um, let's talk about, I'll do it from top down. Let's talk about the, um, the good things, the really good things that have interested me. 
um, because there is probably less of those <laughs> than the bad things or the things that I've just brushed off. So the really good thing, in my opinion, is the iPad. The iPad Pro has the M1 chip in it now, which is insane. That is like, it's ludicrously fast now. Um, so that has pushed the bar um, of tablet computing again to a higher level. And uh, this means that like if you were to buy a Surface laptop or just, you know, a Microsoft tablet, you're, in my opinion, you're wasting money. You know, an iPad Pro is probably the way to go from a future proofing type, type of, uh, type of um, state. And in terms of web development, where does this put the software that we are going to be creating? What's going to happen to that? Because we're not talking about laptops. We're talking about, we're talking about tablets. However, we are talking about laptops in the sense that it is almost, or it is as powerful now as some laptops <laughs> and also can be used like a laptop in the sense that it's, uh, what is it? 12 point, yeah, 12.9 inches. Right. So your laptop screen, your smallest laptop screen is 13 inches from if you were if you were to go through the, the Apple train. So you've got the, your uh, Mac um, MacBook 13 inches. So you've got your um, your iPad Pro 12.9 inches. You're kind of in the same ballpark. There is talk that they're going to increase their MacBooks to 14 inches, I think, the base model. Um, because they've done the, uh, the, the MacBook pros to 16 inches. I've got a 16 inch MacBook pro. Um, so if you're buying an iPad pro, you, you're really in that sort of space of do it, should this be a laptop or should this be a tablet? Hell, I'll do both. And also it's got two terabytes of storage, it's two terabytes of storage. It's got more storage than some of my desktops in this office, <laughs> which is mind-boggling plus the 5g plus the wi-fi it's uh it's a beast a beast of the machine this was going to push uh safari uh, and chrome if you download it if can you get chrome on ipad i haven't had a thing is i haven't had an ipad in a long time so i don't know uh, i'm sure you can get it yeah of course you can of course of course you can uh, so this is going to push browsers into into places that we've never pushed them before and also not only the web development side, but also um, mobile apps and also computer uh, mobile games. You know, it's going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, which in my opinion is brilliant. It's really, really good. This is going to have so many good um, positive gains for things like machine learning, for things like uh, artificial intelligence. You've got those fancy cameras, which can do all sorts of crazy and interesting tricks on the iPad Pro. So I think out of all of the announcements, the iPad Pro getting the M1 is the best announcement from a web developer stroke software development standpoint, I think, um, because they have just put the bar up again to another level, which is which is breathtaking. And I'm so glad I didn't go out and buy an iPad. I was thinking about buying a, a, an iPad Pro uh, last year, because I was thinking that that would help me when I'm doing things like um, creating thumbnails for these videos, because I wouldn't be tied to this office when I did that, which, you know, I could do it on the sofa downstairs, for instance, and I didn't have to lug around my, uh, 
my laptop. And my laptop, the thing is, my laptop is a 16-inch MacBook Pro, which is brilliant, but it's a 16-inch MacBook Pro. It's huge. <laughs> so you're li- literally logging, lugging that around just to tweak a thumbnail or to edit some uh, YouTube description or something like that. And the, the thumbnail stuff on using Photoshop with the iPad Pro is remarkable and also using that pen as well. So I was thinking about getting one last year. Also, I wanted to do, I, I, last year, I also started writing a book, which I, which I haven't, I've kind of put away. I need to get back into it. And I was thinking that the iPad Pro would be a great means for me to uh, to write um, and get back into writing blog posts as well. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't get one then. Uh, because this one is going to be such a game changer. So it's going to be great for artificial intelligence, machine learning. It's going to be great for um, browsers. It's going to be great for pushing uh, mobile development, obviously, because now, you know, mobile app devs can harness the power of M1 in their applications. It will push software as a service through, you know, buying software um, on a sort of a subscription-based kind of thing and having the ability of having a an an app on an iPad uh is great. So, you know, Photoshop, Lightroom, uh even Premiere Pro, they would all benefit from from that. Blows away the Surface laptops as I mentioned. It's got a it's got a, an amazing screen. I mean, it always had an amazing screen with the Retina display, but now it's got an even better display. And I cannot tell you how good a Retina display is for looking at code. (laughs) It's so good. It's the best screen I've ever used. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a a good thing. That's the good thing. The rest of all the announcements, in my opinion, uh, I, I I, I just wouldn't even bother. I mean, the, 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 the most ridiculous one that they've uh, they announced, in my opinion, was the magic mouse that they spent R and D on just to change its color. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend that much money on a magic mouse, get one of these. This is um, a Logitech uh, MX Master. It is amazing. <laughs> it is the best mouse I've ever bought, and um, I will be not buying any of the magic mouses again. Nor will I be looking for getting the keyboards of Apple because now I've changed to a mechanical keyboard. You know, it just it just leaves the Apple Magic keyboard in its dust. Even though they have brought the um, the uh, Touch ID to the keyboard, that is really good. Um, that is very very good, and I reckon that could be used in other applications as well because now you've got Touch ID that is remote from the actual device so you've got your um it's a bluetooth connection or whatever they use to your new iMac and we'll talk about the new iMacs in a minute and that could actually be used in other applications and other scenarios where you want to use your fingerprint to unlock an apple device that you don't actually have access to at the at the moment in time um which would be which would be very interesting for those kind of applications. Let, I suppose let's talk about the uh, the old iMac. <laughs> so the iMac, uh, the 21-inch refresh, all the way up to 24, I think, um, it's now got the M1, which is good, but it only has a 16-gigabyte um, top-level storage. Uh, sorry, 16-gigabyte top-level memory. 
which is a big no-no in my my opinion. Um, I already have mentioned about the fact that I am looking for getting a piece of equipment, whether it's a laptop or a desktop, which has at least 32 gigabytes of RAM. I am struggling on 16 gigs in my MacBook Pro, my 2019 16-inch uh, MacBook Pro. I am struggling to uh, work on certain certain projects where it is extreme they are extremely resource heavy using elasticsearch massive massive databases multiple databases um it it is and running scripts that go over lots and lots of data it is you can see it kind of sort of struggling and the fans come on and it gets really hot um so i am looking to get at least a bare minimum of 32 gigabyte machine, which basically means that M1 is not available to me <laughs> at all. Um, now the thing is, this is, this is going back to what I mentioned before about is 16 gigabytes too little for web development. I think if you're starting out as a web developer, um, then 16 gigabytes is perfectly fine. It's when you start bringing down infrastructure that is on, say, a, ser a bunch of web servers that are meant to be, um, you know, huge. <laughs> and you start bringing them down into your local environments and you you use those. That's when you start getting the, the crunch. That's when you start getting the, the, the issue. Ah, Heated Pillows mentioned about the, tr the magic trackpad. Now, I've never used a trackpad. I mean, I've used a trackpad on the MacBook Pro, but I've never used one of those separate ones. I wouldn't, I, I don't know how that would work. I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously you would be training one hand to do it all, right? But I, I don't know. Maybe I should give it a go. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm really digging this, uh, this, uh, um, I forgot the name of it already, the magic mouse. I'm, it's just so, so nice to use. I'm not sponsored by them at all, but it's just so nice. And I'll tell you what is really good with this. I don't know if you can see those watching. Um, this is like a little scroll wheel thing, and it's got a button on the top. And if you press the button, it makes the scroll wheel really fast. And if you press the button again, it makes the scroll wheel really slow. Like um, you're kind of going, when you're rolling it, it's like going over some rivets or some cogs if you if that makes sense. Now, this means that you can go through huge amounts of code really, really fast, or you could go through code line by line, which is brilliant. It is literally like pressing the down arrow. That's how slow you can get it to go and so precise, which is a win. Also, that you can marry this up to three devices. Uh, so you can press, there's a button at the bottom you could press and it switches to another device. I mean, but to be fair, <laughs> this <laughs> the thing that really killed it for me was the fact that I can plug this mouse in and still use it. <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous does that sound, right? So this it's got a it's got a USB-C charging port at the front here, which means that I can plug it in like this, Apple. There you go, and I can still use it. <laughs> Whereas this one this magic mouse, I have to turn it upside down, 
I have to plug it in and it has to play dead until it's charged. And I know that it doesn't take long to charge, but still, that is ridiculous. <laughs> uh. So yeah, uh, maybe I should try it. Maybe I should um maybe I should try it. Yes, it is the third iteration of the Logitech MX Master. I it, I've never had a MX Master before. So, and I found this on a, a good deal um on Amazon, so I just thought yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. I'll do it. I haven't used all the functionality or the jazzy functionality, um, that it offers yet, but, uh, it's certainly a good win for me. And I think it will help with, um, RSI because the way it's shaped and molded your, when you put your hand on it, it just feels natural. It just, and snug, natural and snug. Um, so you're doing like this motion rather than that motion, if that makes sense. Anyway, <laughs> that looked weird. So getting back to the iMac, they obviously have new colors, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> you can tell I don't care. Um, the really interesting thing that took that uh, caught my eye was the fact that the the logo, the Apple logo, has now been removed from the front, and it's now at the back. And I think they've they've thought about their their. Um, the use case, the, the the sorry, their um, their customers a lot, and when I when I first saw that, you know, the chin at the front that just had was just empty. I mean, it's a great place to put post-it notes, right? But when I saw that that it doesn't have the logo at the front, it's on the logo on the back. I was then thinking, what is what is their customer base? What is the thing the people that they're targeting? And it then it, it hit me, they're not targeting the user. They're targeting the people around the user. It is it is a badge of honor if you go to a receptionist and you see the Apple logo before you see the person's face, the receptionist's face, then Apple has already won the battle. <laughs> so, and I think that, that that speaks volumes at who they're actually trying to target these low-end iMacs um, at. Um, and I think it is going to be the people where you're, uh, you have customers coming in and you've got this, uh, iMac terminal, um, that your, that, that, that your customer service help desk person or whoever is, is, uh, working on. And you, you have that sense of, oh, it's obviously a prestigious place because they're using an iMac rather than some windows machine. Uh, so yeah, that was interesting. I still think though. I still think it looks ugly. <laughs> I still think it looks ugly. I don't know if they could have. I mean, it's incredibly thin. It's incredibly thin. And that doesn't really bother me whatsoever. Um, personally, I would have preferred if the, I don't know if this is technically possible, but I would have preferred it if they if they made it a little thicker and put the um, the board, the M1 board and everything else behind the screen and made it a little bit thicker and got rid of the chin. That chin is so ugly. <laughs> like I said, it's a good place to put post-it notes, but it's so ugly. You know, they would that would have really been nice if it was just almost bezel-less. That would have been just ugh, brilliant. I'm going to be very interested to know what the new um the the iMac Pro is going to be like. Now, this one has some really good I.O. It's got some, um, yeah, is it got, f I think it's got four USB Type-C ports and two of those are Thunderbolt. 
That's really, really good. You know, that is so good. There's more things now that I own that is USB type C than uh, USB type A. So, so that is really good. That's a step in the right direction. And I forgot to mention iPad has also got uh, USB type C in there too, which is brilliant for uh, us uh, creators. Uh, and then, um, so really the iMac really didn't really bother. I'm not bothered with that until they bring out something that has at least 32 gigs of RAM. Um, then I will be, I will perhaps turn my head, but anyway, M1 for what I do on a daily basis, um, doesn't really cut the mustard anyway, because there are pieces of software that I use on a daily basis that isn't compatible with M1. And I really don't want to go through the pain of, oh yeah, but it is compatible, but you have to do this, this, and this. I don't want to do that. I just want it to work <laughs> like it has worked before. So I'm not, I'm not bothered by reconfiguring things or taking things to, you know, and uh, compiling them in different things or uh, using a different version of this and a different version of that. No, I want everything to work as it should work together. <laughs> okay, the next thing they brought out was the AirTags. Now, there isn't really a lot I could say about this um, because I don't think it's going to be my use case. I don't think I'm going to bother with uh, an AirTag, to be fair. I mean, I suppose it would be helpful on keys, but really I, I don't think that there is going to be anything I need for uh, for that. However, I can see where AirTags could could be useful in terms of building software. Um, this is, I don't know whether they've opened up their SDK or whether they've allowed people to actually build apps that use the air tags. I think we'll just have to see how that goes, but if they do, that is going to be very interesting. Imagine if there is a world where you can actually write an application that interfaces with an air tag, um, that you pair with or something. You know, this could be great for, the, for for all sorts of applications, including shipping, right? So if you've got a, um, I did a project a long, long time ago, um, which you relied a lot on bar on barcodes, and uh, the 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 box, the package that the barcode was on was being scanned at various different locations within a factory to tell the person monitoring the system where that package was. If that could be automated using an AirTag or something along those lines, that would be brilliant. And also uh, for uh, for the agricultural sector as well, um, keeping an eye on things like petal, uh, petal? <laughs> cattle, and uh, and also here at home with, with uh, dogs, you know, I would probably feel better knowing that Murphy had an AirTag on his um, collar <laughs> when he when he's out and about. I find my dog, that kind of thing. Um, also, fleets of cars. If you could put um, air tags on cars, if you owned a huge company of cars, or you know, five or six cars, or whatever. It's, that's not a huge number, but you know, a load of cars, um, taxi services, that kind of thing. That would be very interesting. Luggage when you're at the airport. That would be interesting too. And also drones, right? So if you're flying a drone and you, you lose a drone, then you want to, you know, uh, find it quickly, obviously. But also racing drones. So if you could somehow, I don't know how this would work, but if you, if you were able to detect a huge amount of 
uh, these air tags and give them identifications and have an app that could find these things in a very precise manner, then that would be great for, um, for, for drone racing, I think. I mean, I know that they've already got stuff already, but that would be pretty cool, right? Okay, so there is privacy concerns with this, and we'll, I guess we'll have to just see where where this goes with the air tags. The they also released a purple, or as, as I say, a lilac iPhone 12. Brilliant, that's great. Not bothered with that. Um, Apple 4K TV again, meh. I've never used a Apple TV before. I'm not really bothered with it. To be fair, don't. It's part of the ecosystem of Apple that I'm not really interested in. Uh, to be honest. And last but not least, I suppose we should talk about, as this is a podcast, the podcast updates. Now, I'm I'm very skeptical. I'm very nervous about this. I'm um, I'm certainly not going to dive straight in to uh, to this because they they managed they talked about this in a very sort of hush hush kind of we'll only give you the headlines and then we'll move on to the hardware kind of thing and it's only when you start digging into the ins and outs of the documentation that they released that you start getting a little feel for their podcast service and in i've heard stories of them being drm using drm I've also heard stories that they're going to uh, charge creators to uh, to be a member of this of their platform. It's very locked into their ecosystem, and obviously they have a huge amount of uh, following. Right? You know, it's it's the the thing is a lot of podcasts. Um, I I don't really know the stats for this one, but the, a lot of podcasts rely on Apple as a means of them of delivery. So they kind of have to either accept all of these terms and just take it, or um, they go right. That's I'm 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 okay with losing this amount of followers. They kind of sell it in a way that you'll be able to, as a content creator, you'll be able to, um, you know, you'll be able to get in touch more with the audience. You'll be able to, um, the the audience would be able to fund you and you'll be able to provide subscribers with different content, maybe sort of early access to various bits and pieces. I don't know. It, it, It just seems like it feels as though, you have to kind of sing by their hymn sheet um, and you are very heavily locked out, locked in. I will have to give it at least three or four months to see where it's going. But the whole DRM thing really gives me a shiver. The thing is, um, the thing is that uh, like, like for instance, I'll give you an example, Twitch. So I stream every Sunday on Twitch and on when, because I'm an affiliate, of Twitch. Uh, I cannot publish, I'm not allowed to publish my uh, previous broadcasts, I think within 48 hours of them going live. So we do have an archive channel and whenever I decide to update it, <laughs> um, I can only update or set a, a, a video uh, live on YouTube or publish a video on YouTube of a Twitch uh, stream 
at least 48 hours after the stream. I think it's either 24 or 48, but there is a time period. You, by signing up as an affiliate, have agreed upon that thing. And I thought that was okay. You know, they could increase that to two weeks or four weeks. You know, that's completely up to them. But the thing is, with Apple, it just seems a little bit, a little bit closed. And it's so weird. Apple are trying to be this, this privacy-focused, open, transparent company, and yet they go and do this. And you know who they're after? They're after Spotify. <laughs> That's who they're after. They want to crush Spotify. Uh, and I don't think this is the right way to do it. I really don't. I mean, it, it, it annoys me that they require a the podcast um, creator to uh to purchase their way in it's that that to me doesn't smell right when at the end of the day you could boil it down to an rss feed <laughs> so yeah i'm very skeptical very nervous not sure what's going to happen uh w- with that i don't know but we'll see we'll see um yeah i mean if you're interested you can go to uh spotify and and find my podcast just uh search for how to code well um and you'll get it there once eventually we get the how to code well site um up to date those will that podcast will be put there too in kind of more of a blog for me type thing but you'll be able to get the rss feed from there too um so yeah i mean that's i suppose that's kind of that's kind of pretty much it i can't believe i put I'm looking through them through my notes. Magic Mouse, useless. Get a Logitech MX Master 3. <laughs> and iPhone 12 Purple, meh. Yeah, uh, I think the bigger one, big thing there is the iPad Pro. That is going to be a game changer. They have set the bar. That is such a good, uh, good thing. And it's interesting that they announced the iPad Pro at the end, um, which was... Or did they? No, it was the iMac they did first and then the iPad Pro, I think. But yeah, it was interesting, the flow of it. It was very sort of, you know, Apple and their transitions. It's very good. I wonder if they will, um, I wonder if they will continue this once everyone gets back in. I wonder if they will have a, a live audience again. I wonder what they're going to do because that... In my head, in my very limited imagination, I can't see those transitions working with live. You just get a load of people just waiting around for the ne- for the next bit, as you used to do, and then everyone looking at a screen. It's very weird. It'll be very weird to see that. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I am going to shoot off. I've got, um, like I said, I'm going to go for a run tomorrow and uh, I need to do tomorrow's podcast. So tomorrow's podcast is obviously on the podcast players. That is last episode. So episode 97. Um, That will be out on your podcast player tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And then I'll be streaming again on Sunday uh, at 1430 GMT or is it BST now? I forget with the daylight changing time zones and all of that stuff. But I will be streaming on Twitch. I've been doing a lot of stuff streaming on uh, on YouTube recently, and I'm going to keep continue. I'm going to continue that. I have dropped the Tuesday morning stream. I should 
remind everybody that that has, has been dropped. Instead, I have been streaming on YouTube, but on Sunday, I'm still keeping the Twitch stream. So I'll be seeing you all on Sunday. Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers, man.